0: Jonathan Braylock. James the Third. Dra Milligan. What more can I say? say, say. Black men can not jump. <laughs> black actors, man. Black actors. Okay. All, right, all right. All right. All right. Like black men can't jump in Hollywood. Some of my best friends are looks at the context of race and pop culture, examining everything from famous interracial friendships to films that shape public review on racism. In this clip, Khalil and Ben are joined by Saladin Ambar, author of Stars and Shadows, The Politics of Interracial Friendships from Jefferson to Obama, to chat about the history of interracial friendships. We see black and white friendships in movies all the time, from Louise Winthorpe and Billy Ray Valentine in Training Places to Sharon Dion and Clueless. Khalil, Ben, and Saladin discuss the dynamics, benefits, and difficulties of cultivating interracial friendships, from the silver screen to the Oval Office
1: to our everyday lives okay here's the clip we hope you enjoy it you can hear the full episode and more from some of my best friends are wherever you get podcasts well y'all y'all actually read the book i appreciate man we don't that. play we yeah, don't play yeah, here I'm, I'm you are on
2: some of my best friends are my goodness y'all, yeah
1: y'all not faking it
2: i'm khalil jabron muhammad and i'm ben austin we're two best friends one black one white I'm a historian. And I'm a journalist. And this is Some of My Best Friends Are. Some of my best friends are dot, dot, dot. <laughs> In this show, we wrestle with the challenges.
0: And the absurdities. Of a deeply divided and unequal country. And this week, we're talking about the political history of interracial friendships.
2: Come on, man. Our story. This is our story. <laughs> no, man. Representation. Representation.
0: Political history. All right. <laughs> So a little while ago, we each got a book in the mail. Yeah, this book is by an author, a political scientist named Saladin Ambar. The book's titled Stars and Shadows, The Politics of Interracial Friendship from Jefferson to Obama.
2: The whole gamut of black and white friendship in the history of the United States. Alpha to the (laughs) Omega. (laughs) And, and, you know, we we get this book in the mail. And the first thing we think about is, are we in it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, because, I mean, how could we not be? I mean, who's had an interracial friendship for 36 years that, you know, you at least weren't sleeping with the other person? No,
2: I, I was leafing <laughs> through it. I, I was looking
0: through it. And so right. this
2: book totally intrigued us. We start going to the table of contests and looking what's in it and these pairings
0: of black and white friendships from the last 200 years. Yeah, it was, it was surprising. I mean... First of all, I didn't even know about some of these relationships, and then others which I knew about, like Benjamin Banneker, the famous Black mathematician, had a correspondence with Thomas Jefferson. It was like holding Thomas Jefferson's feet to the fire, like, dude, you know, you got to show up for Black people, and then the most famous Black intellectual, W.E.B. Du Bois, is... Celebrating his relationship with the most famous philosopher of the time, a guy named William James. And I was like, hmm, I was a little surprised. Yeah. And we were also dubious
2: about this book. I mean, got to mm-hmm. admit, you know, that, that in many of these cases, these people were not especially close friends. And, you know, so much of the premise of our show, like here we mm-hmm. have this show where we're interracial friends, is that those kind of connections alone are, are, are not the thing that are going to bring about structural change in the country. That's right. That's right. So we had Saladin on the show. He goes by Dean because now he's one of our friends as well. (laughs) And, and, you know, like we had to talk to him about this. And one of the things he points out that like even when there's not a lot of there, there in the friendship, what he's interested in is the politics of it, which is in a way sort of like friendship
0: as symbolism. That's right. Yeah. And because that cuts against the grain in many ways of our show, we're poking fun of that, you know, like some of our best friends are. Um, He's making kind of a, a stronger argument that actually in that symbolism suggests the possibility of something, of structural change, of what he calls democratic possibilities. So let's talk to him.
2: Yes. Yeah. So let's talk to Dean.
0: Hey, welcome. Welcome. We are so excited. Professor Saladin Ambar is on. Some of my best friends are. That's right. Ben. Yes, yes. This is a conversation we have been dying to have about interracial friendships. Yep. Right up our alley.
1: And yes, I appreciate you guys building a podcast around this book. So thank you very much. That was very very kind of you.
0: The heart of our podcast is that we built this idea that friendships are important but they're not gonna get us to the promised land. I wanted us to start this conversation with you, Dean, sort of talking about the inspiration for the book. Because I have to say, when I saw the title and I skimmed the cover of the book before I read it, I thought, ah, nah, I'm not convinced. Like what's this guy talking about? Like interracial friendships and, and like political projects and something about democracy. So unpack that a little bit, you know, what is this book really about?
1: I was a little bit concerned too. To be honest with you, you know, the last thing I wanted was to write a book where people thought, "Oh, we could just friend our way out of okay. <laughs> white supremacy," right? And, and there we go. Racial hatred, we, we could just, yeah. you know, just be friends. Why can't we get along? That was the last thing I was hoping for. If you really look at the two books I wrote before this, I wrote a book called Malcolm X at Oxford Union: Politics mm-hmm. of Global Race Relations, and that book um really spoke to sort of my upbringing. Uh, my conversion to Islam during my teen years uh, mm. and and how that influenced me politically. And I was very much drawn, like a lot of people growing up in New York were, who were black anyway, to Malcolm's teachings. You yeah. dropped
0: some nuggets there. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so grew up in New York, came of age sometime, assuming in the late 80s as a teenager, when malcolm was becoming a kind of avatar for yeah. black resistance to the war on drugs and all that Is that all the sound- whole deal okay, yeah got, got you know it, this was it,
1: the, you know, the era of public enemy uh, yep, yep. you know
0: fight the power
1: all of that man <laughs>
0: and did you have did you have white friends at the time or people who were latino or asian was was your crew integrated
1: well yes and no so it's you know i kind of lived a bit of a double life uh, you know, I was about to say the next book I wrote was about Mario Cuomo, former oh, wow, governor of New wow. York, and because
0: um, he was because he was really a black dude. Well, pretending on the to down low,
1: him. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But you know, Mario um, and his Italian heritage spoke to my own because my mom's mm. family, you know, comes from Sicily, her Not. side, um, and so you know, the point about Malcolm was I think I needed to uh, reaffirm, you know, who Malcolm meant. To me, what my blackness Mm -hmm. meant to me, but also Mm -hmm. moving on to, you know, Mario, I had to focus on, or I was drawn to focusing on that side of my heritage as well. And then I think this is a kind of, this book is in many ways a kind of synthesis, you know, of me dealing with both ends of, uh, you know, that sort of psychological backdrop to who I am as a human being. And so I think I was grappling, frankly, with some of my own. Questions about identity and who I am in the world.
2: In Stars and Shadows, the book that we read, you look at 10 different friendships. They're spanning 200 years of American history, starting with Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Banneker and going all the way to Obama and Biden. And on the way, you've got James Baldwin and Marlon Brando. You've got Angela Davis and Gloria Steinem. You've got a lot of different relationships in there.
0: Um, and don't forget the ultimate black and Jewish relationship, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Rabbi Joshua Heschel. Boy, how could I forget?
1: <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: man. <Right. laughs> you know, in a, in a lot of ways, the book is also a history of America and a history of race and racism told through these these relationships. I thought we could pause for a second, though, and like actually try to talk a little bit more about what friendship really means in this context. And to talk about like the terms we're using, like what is an interracial friendship, and how are we talking about it here?
1: Well, you know, I, I've tried to go back to you know the French revolutionary ideal of fraternité, mm. because I think unlike ordinary you know daily friendship um, among ordinary citizens, fraternité had political implications. Mm. You know, Benjamin Banneker had a lot of white friends. All his friends were white. He was a free black man in rural Maryland. He was a farmer and he was surrounded by whites and they were his friends and he got along. But you know, he was not involved in a political project with them. Mm. And I think what happened with Jefferson and he is that he got involved in a political project.
0: So, Dean, what you mean by political project is that Jefferson had written a racist book called Notes on the State of Virginia that essentially said black people were fundamentally inferior to white people. And here Banneker is, who's helped build the nation's capital and is now sending Jefferson an almanac. And he's like, dude, if we're inferior, how can I be this incredible scientist and mathematician?
1: That's right. In other words, he wanted to use an attempted friendship, in his case, a connection he was trying to make, you know, signing his letter using the language of my brethren and, you know, your humble, obedient servant. Jefferson responds back to him. He's using Uh, A kind of breakthrough of social relations to make a political statement. And I think these 10 case studies are about taking with what one has on a private level. And I think maybe you guys can speak to this Mm. better than most. You had your friendship. It it was what it was. But now when when it's a podcast...
0: It's a public. And it
1: becomes part of a public forum. Oh, man. You know, it it, it, it Mm. involves something a little heavier. It becomes, it's not just, you know, two guys getting bagels or hanging out or listening to music or whatever y'all do.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, you definitely nailed us on the bagels and the music. That is a hangout. <laughs>
1: Come on, man.
0: <laughs> ben used to deliver bagels. <laughs> um, but, but, but let's let's
2: let's talk about this more because you you know in some ways I'm you know it's interesting to talk about why these relationships are so difficult in America, and you know you cite this study uh, during the Obama years that you said three quarters of white people don't have a black friend, and two thirds of black people don't have a white friend, and that is the state of America. And even even your book's title, Stars and Shadows, it comes from Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn, right? That's right. Huck and Jim are on the raft and it's nighttime and they look up and all they have to navigate by are stars and shadows. And so you think about Huck and Jim on the raft, about their friendship and their bond, you could call it if it's not a friendship, but that it exists really only on the raft. And the raft of this idea of being, you know, between two shores of not being in America, of being this liminal space, and that's really the only realm in which they can have this connection.
0: Mm, man, that was deep.
1: He you you used the word liminal, man. I, you know, <laughs> I hadn't heard that since grad school, man. So Thanks.
0: that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm here with two professors. I'm trying to like punch above my weight. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Of course you're punching outside your weight class, but we're gonna give you a chance to catch up with us. Look. We've been in this relationship for 35 years and I'm beginning to wonder, are we even in an interracial relationship or friendship? What the hell's going on?